There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing episode nine of season one of Resident Alien. And we can save season one now because... Yay! On the 17th, Sci-Fi announced that Resident Alien has been renewed for season two. I'm so happy it's official. (laughs) So we can all take a deep breath because we had this episode that we're going to talk about and one more episode this season... And I still didn't know where Harry was standing on the device. No. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a whole different device than he thought. Or, I don't know. Things are just going to be different. I'm just happy we get more Alan Tudyk. Yes, absolutely. And the rest of this cast. Of course. Because they are fantastic as well. Oh, my gosh. They're so fun. And the way they interact with each other just kind of cracks me up. Yes. And we do also have some rating news for episode. Episode 8, it was the 11th rated cable show for the day with 1.271 million viewers and a 0.22 rating in adults 18 to 49. So still over a million viewers, so that's great news. I am so happy that we have ratings news. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you guys, like, for so long, we did not have that. So, yeah. Yay. Yay. And yay. Yeah. So, okay. How insane was this episode? <laughs> I, oh my God. There was so much that happened. We had two guest stars. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, 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 it's the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the hair. So I'm totally with Harry because I'm like, the hell is his name? But I just thought it was hilarious. It's like this whole thing. And then part of it, where obviously we'll talk about, but with our deadly couple. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I can't stand that woman. I like, seriously. Yeah. (laughs) I was really hoping we were going to get some kind of explanation but still nothing right and then at the scene the scene in the 59 just what the hell did happen there (laughs) i was laughing out loud i was watching in the other room and my hubs is like are you okay (laughs) i just kept laughing out loud and i'm like yeah and then when you try to explain it it's like you gotta watch it yes (laughs) it makes more sense but we're gonna indulge that obviously okay okay shall we jump into episode nine let's do it welcome aliens harry and asta attend an alien convention which i actually looked up because i know we'll get there but it's called alien con that they or they went to ufo con right which there are actually conventions called ufo con yes 
And we, Fangirl Zone, were invited to Alien Con in, uh, I want to say San Jose, but unfortunately, fund-wise, we were not able to go. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but it was really interesting. It was a couple years back. It was just when they were first starting. I'm like, wait, we got an invitation specifically to go? I'm like, yeah. damn it. <laughs> Why won't the lottery cooperate with us? Really? <laughs> throw my hands up in the air, do a table flip. Yeah. But anyway, let's get back to the episode already. I'm off track. <laughs> let's flash back to 30 years ago, which, okay, we see a couple with a pregnant wife getting on the bus talking about baby supplies. Now, I don't know about you, but at this point, I'm thinking, oh, maybe this is the girl and why she's so like crazy. Right. Like we're going to find out. Yes. <laughs> because we see like suddenly like this green blue glow surrounding the bus and the, the bus goes dark and everyone is frozen except the couple. Yeah. And the guy's like, okay, oh my gosh, what's going on? And he sees, and this was the most interesting part. The bus driver had like coffee. Yeah. And it was spilling out. And it was just like frozen there. Yes. Which I thought was really cool. And next thing you know, the wa- the woman is like, oh my gosh, the baby's coming because her water broke. And the husband's trying to force open the doors. It's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And he looks back and his wife is floating. And I'm like, okay, does this mean they're going to help deliver the baby? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on back there? <laughs> and snap your fingers and power's back on. And the, the guy's like, did you see that? Did you see that? And the wife looks down and she is not pregnant anymore. Because I know if I was pregnant one second and not the other, I would probably have the same reaction as this woman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She let out a horrible scream that just made your heart break. And the husband is just like, does not know what happened. No, he has no clue. (laughs) So I'm thinking, okay, maybe not the the crazy Air Force woman then. Right. But oh my gosh, what is going on? Now, we already know that Harry said the lizard people are trying to use the Earth as like a procreation base. Right. The greys are the, the ones that do butt stuff. Yeah. And his people are basically just ready to blow everything up. So makes me wonder what's going on with the kid. Right. So let's go check out what's going on. Back in the now. We're at the clinic and Asa receives a call from Darcy, which she ignores. And she got busted now. Oh, yeah. Anybody who's ever done this. <laughs> obviously knows how Asta feels because Darcy's like, aha, I knew you were ducking my calls. She's like, I'm just really busy. Crap. Yeah, poor Asta. I mean, really, there's not much you can you can do at that point because it was pretty blatant. Yes. But I mean, she is at work. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's not too much of a stretch. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. But Darcy's like, what happened last night? You said go get help, and then you were gone. And she tells her, listen, Harry needed an MRI, so he took him to the hospital in Braddock. All right. But Darcy does not believe her because she's like, I know you're lying because you have a tell. I love that because Darcy, well, what's my tell? Well, I can't tell you what your tell is because then you'll change your tell. Yeah. I won't know when you're lying. So, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. It's like, well, it's going to make my head hurt. Stop. But just then, Ellen comes in saying that she called the hospital for the doctor to get the records of the MRI. And Asa looks at Darcy like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Then Ellen continues with, they don't have anything. Right. And Darcy gets to go, mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew it. 
It's like, well, obviously, that's a mix-up. I will take care of it. And don't you have something better to do, like put away the shipment of catheters? I love how it's like, oh, yeah, the fun stuff. Sorry, Jay's not there to take care of it. Now it's all on you. But Darcy's like, I got my eye on you. I'm watching you. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Just the whole, like, "Mm -hmm. I I know something's not right. Yeah. But I don't know. we'll find out what it is. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know how Darcy would react, though. Right. Yeah, I just don't think she would be quite as good. Not likely. Yeah. And the uh, odds went way down at the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, I almost forgot. Like, we start... So, Harry's leg did get chopped. Yep. And I, I almost forgot to mention this because we're at his cabin, and I love it because he thinks he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't... Well, I don't love that. That's way... That sounded weird. But... He's like so soft because he must have a great couch is all I'm thinking. Right. At least if he was in the bed, I can understand the soft, cushy, floaty feeling. I don't know. Most couches are not that comfortable. Right. But turns out because of the morphine. Because Asta did give him some of the good drugs. Oh, yeah. And she was taking care of him. She's like, okay, it's time for me to change your bandage. And we need to keep everything up. So maybe we'll get your prosthetic. But I think you had said it last episode. Yep. Harry can regenerate. Yes, he can. Yes. Because when she looks at his leg, it's not a leg. No. (laughs) It's a tentacle. And it freaked her out. Yeah. What is that? I love it. Because it's just like, you know, wiggling. And he tells her, though, that they're descendants of... The octopus. Yep. And he's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But Asta is trying to be really cool with everything. She's like, okay, all right, good. Then we don't have to fake anything. It'll just be a little while. You'll have a normal leg again. Great. Fine. Perfect. I was helping you. Maybe you should not be a jerk. (laughs) And of course, that's not happening. So he is uh, just kind of like trying to get to his device, his radio. And she snags it up. It's like, oh, oh, you want this? And I love it. And he's like, don't press the button. I'm not ready to phone home yet. Yes. Well, how he stops and he's like, phone home. I thought she was going to press it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You're going to die. I don't want this to happen. And then he realized it's not working anyway. But I love how freaked out she was. Not that he was the alien. That he's getting up and trying to walk on that tentacle. Right. <laughs> It's like, oh, what is that thing? And oh my gosh, Steve had brought it up because it was funny when he's just like, it's not a thing. It's a leg. You're leg shaming me. Seriously, I think that was the first time in this episode I laughed out loud. Right. Then he stands there looking at her, and she had made him breakfast and everything, and he grabs a piece of bacon with the tentacle. Right. (laughs) Right up to the mouth, and I was like, oh my god, this is killing me. Because it was just so stupid and funny, and I I loved it. (laughs) Perfect. So then we get to come back into town. And the diner, which apparently everybody hangs out at, and Mike walks in to find Liv sitting with his father, Louis, and Liv gets up and says, do you have anything you want to say to me? And Mike, in his little pouty two-year-old way, do you have anything you want to say to me? Yeah. I think she said everything to you. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I think she did, too. (laughs) Yes. I would like to say, have a good day. And then tells Louis, I will see you on Thursday. So I'm like, okay, what's she having lunch with them? Trying to figure out some information. What's going on? Yeah. Live playing detective now with uh, Mike's dad. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Good. (laughs) But Mike, of course, as Liv leaves, what are you having lunch with her for? It's like, because she's a nice person. Yeah. And And she she 
listen? Yes. Oh, like just the way he said that, I'm like, oh, my. It's like, yeah, maybe you can use some of that. I don't yeah. know. Talk about mur, 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 mur. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just see him like pouty. And uh-huh. then Lewis compares Mike's relationship with Liv to that of him and his wife because she always challenged him. And he'll never get over her leaving. And Mike's like, you mean when she died? Right. Yeah, it's not like she just left you. No. He's like, yeah, you're not going to get over that easy. They're sat there like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely see where Mike gets a lot of the way he is, that's for sure. (laughs) His attitude. Yeah. Oh, man. Things I thought were going to get better, but... It didn't, at least not right away. Right. Because we go to the sheriff's office and we have Mike staring at his craptastic murder board, <laughs> which just has Jay like at the top and the, uh, what, the janitor. Like his suck. And he's sitting there staring. And I think he finally realizes, yeah, this one does suck. So he goes and gets Liv's murder board, which I'm kind of surprised he left together. Right. Brings it into his office and he's staring at it. And you hear Liv's comments kind of going through his head. Yeah. And then you see, which I called it. Yep. The Botox thing, like the botulinum toxin and, oh, injected into insulin. And then what you had said, seeing Abigail at the restaurant with a younger-ish looking man. And it's like, wait a second. Hold on. Things are falling into place. The picture is finally becoming clear. Yes. So Mike heads over to the salon to see Abigail and notices the display for cosmetic Botox, the botulinum toxin. And I think that was the final piece for him. Right. That he didn't 100% know until he walked in. Yep. Oh, Abigail's like, oh, have a seat. I'll be with you in like 10. He's like, yeah, I'm not here for cosmetic reasons. No. <laughs> uh, you're under arrest for the murder of your husband. It's like, what? And then she, he's explaining it, which I'm like, why are you explaining it to her? Right. I mean, you yeah, have no proof yet. You're going off half cocked. If Liv was still there, she'd say, we need to find proof first. We should be yeah, going through some call. trash to find that vial that's. Well, it's probably long gone at that point. Uh, more than likely. But you have the phone calls, and apparently those phone calls to that younger man started long before Sam died. Yeah. <laughs> and when he finally says something about the Botox, she doesn't say, like, he's wrong. Right. She just kind of clams up. It's like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you don't have a big-ass sign at your salon for it. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he reads her her rights, though. Yeah. And he's like, if you can't afford an attorney, I'd be damn surprised. Yeah. Because <laughs> what did he say? This salon is banging or something yeah. like that? Or, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. That's not it. Not it. But okay. Yeah. And I love the, the reactions we get from some of the customers and other hairdressers that are in the building while he's going off with all this stuff. It's just like, they're just in shock. <laughs> I was kind of worried for the poor girl who's sitting there with the foils on her head that Abigail was working on. It's yes. like, hope that's not bleach because, you know, you might be there a while. Yeah. Somebody go rinse her. But yeah, I love the hairdresser that was like behind her. You kept seeing the face like, oh, what is she? Oh, what did she do? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that was one of the best ones. It's like the best reaction without saying anything. Right. <laughs> and when Ben comes in the office later and talks to Mike, I'm like, okay, he's putting out that olive branch, right? Congratulations on solving the crime. 
And you did spend a lot of money dragging the lake. But, yeah. you know, hey, we solved this. And then Mike gets all hard ass again. It's like, well, I mean, we had a murder, so that's nothing to be happy about. Right. And, you know, it's, you know what? Take the win. Yeah. He's offering this, like, peace motion, whatever. It's like, God, you're such a jerk sometimes. Yes, he is. Must breathe. <laughs> oh. And we get to go over to the 59 also, because we're staying in town. And Jay's there. And I'm like, why is Jay at the bar? Right. <laughs> And Darcy offers Jay a drink, and Jay's like, I'm not even 18 yet. And I love it with the wink. Oh, I meant juice in an opaque glass. Right. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But Jay's like, well, I'm here to actually interview you for the school paper. It's like, oh, okay. About what happened up on the mountain? Oh, okay, okay, great. Let me come around and have a seat. Except the first question is, how did you feel about wiping out in front of the whole world? <laughs> and do you think you were a fallen hero because everyone thought you were a hero and then you fell? It's like, <laughs> wow. And I love Darcy. I'm laughing because this is where the other part I was laughing. Right. Like, so hard watching this. She's, like, thinking and flipping Jay off at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Subtle, Darcy. Yes. Subtle. <laughs> And Darcy's like, all right, you know what? Let me set the record straight right now. Because when we were in the crevasse up on the mountain, and all of a sudden, Jay's like, wait, what? You were in in a crevasse? And I was like, okay, is it crevice or crevasse? (laughs) But either way, because I swear I kept going back and forth. But anyway. She's like, yeah, I was so many, what she say, 30 feet down and right. Asta and Harry were further. And if I didn't get out because her hand, she broke what she broke her wrist, her fingers. I can't remember what yeah, she said. Fractured now. her wrist, I think. Yeah. Because you knew she did something when she yes, was you know, she trying to climb up it. and couldn't use it. <laughs> so essentially, she saves two people one-handed yep. because otherwise, all three of them would have died. And at this point, Jay realizes, oh my gosh, my birth mother could have died and I still haven't talked to her about right. anything. And that's when she's like, I think I'll have that juice now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, that's sweet. Because she like realizes it. It's like, all right, you know what? Maybe things are not as bad as I, I'm picturing. Right. Or like between her and us, I should say. not Because no, it's probably pretty bad what you're picturing about what happened up on the mountain. <laughs> yeah. But then Judy comes in and I could have died. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh my God, I almost lost you. <laughs> What? Although Darcy did apologize in that video. Yep. <laughs> being so mean to her cat because it was you know, basically self-defense. But yes. I mean, it was just so funny. It's like, oh my gosh, Judy. All right. You can see you guys are, are really friends. And then Judy's like, I think you should buy me a drink. Yeah. So like, really? All right, Judy. And then we get to go to our favorite mayor's house because Ben is so happy coming home, finding Kate. And I'm like, all right, they seem to at least be in a good place. But then Ben starts. Freaking out. Yes. <laughs> Why does it smell like fish? It's Taco Tuesday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, are you making tacos tomorrow? Because that's spaghetti night. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, you are in a rut, my friend. Yeah. I like tacos as much as the next person, but I am not eating tacos every Tuesday. No. <laughs> It'll just throw them in randomly throughout the month. And why are you trying to only have tacos on Tuesday? But anyway, but Kate's like, listen, Max is over at Sahar's and they're, or they went to a movie. I'm sorry, with yeah. with Sahar, not at her house. And so I invited the new couple over because it's so nice to have grown ups to talk to. Because apparently the whole thing with Harry and Darcy went over like a lead balloon. Yes. <laughs> But it also felt like because Ben had invited them and not Kate, like Kate didn't like that 
last time. Exactly. He, well, he didn't invite them. He invited Harry, but right. you know what I mean. But we get introduced to Ben and Sarah. I'm sorry. Ben gets introduced to Sarah and Richard. I get it together. Yeah. It. But it's Lisa, not Sarah. So this is going to get confusing. Yes. So I'm going to screw up some names. <laughs> but I love it when she's like, oh, it'll be so formal. Call him Dick. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's yes. going to be <laughs> passive aggressive. The, Got it. Lo- love the subtle digs they make back and forth at each other. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, God. It, like, doesn't stop. No. <laughs> and apparently the conversation at some point moved to Max's solar system. It's like so much for adult talking about non-kid things. stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Lisa's just like, oh, I'm so sad he's not here. You know, I was so looking forward to meet him. And then we have David say, because she wanted children and Sarah's probably too old, so we can't have that. <laughs> the look she it's ends like, up giving him. Oh, mm-hmm. crap. Like, like, oh, it's on. They're going to just be going after each other all night. Yeah. When will they break their <laughs> cover story? It's like, that's it. We're done. But <laughs> Kate's like, oh, enjoy your time without kids because it gets so crazy. And then what do we get? We get Ben acting much like a child anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is where I was laughing and he pulls out a fishbone is just staring at it. Do you know more people die from swallowing fish bones and heart attacks? Puts it down. <laughs> it's like, okay, Ben, take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, honey, would you mind helping me with dessert? Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Ben. I get it. I get it. But oh, my gosh. I have to side with Kate on this one, even though I hate the fact that the couple you're with are like the bad guys. Right. But oh, my God, act like a grown up. Yeah. But pouting. And we go back to the dining room where Lisa's like telling David, listen, you got to keep him engaged so I can go snoop, basically. Yeah. He likes making these crap tacit candles. Ask him about that. And in the kitchen, Kate's like, we have to talk to them. He's like, oh, maybe I'll talk to him about candles. And she's like, "Eh, or maybe not. Yeah. So that's not going to work. But Kate and Ben return with a lovely pie, which I'm hoping is not like rhubarb because that's just weird to me. I don't know. And Lisa's like, oh, can I use your restroom? Yeah, great. Nobody tells her where it is. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes. Just go be free. Figure it out. (laughs) I mean, at least say like upstairs on the left. I don't know. Something. Not just like, yeah, go ahead. Like she knows where everything is in your house. Right. So I'm like, okay, that, that was weird to me. But David decides to ask about the candles and Ben, who got slightly excited and, and goes to say something, looks at Kate and she's just giving him the don't do it look. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, the crappy store-bought candles. <laughs> you could just hear the disappointment in his mouth, like oh, in his yeah. voice and just pouting. It's like, oh, this is going to go over well. Maybe you should have just let him talk about the candles because he was asked about them specifically. Exactly. Ah. We get to see Lisa upstairs go right into Max's room. And she is just snooping everywhere and ends up finding the piece of the ship, which I feel like, I don't know, Max, it should have been in a different place. Right. Not just essentially on your desk. But now she is taking it because before she can do anything, I don't know if she was going to try to put it back or if she was going to take it. Oh, she was going to take it. There's no doubt in my mind that she was going to take it. But Kate finds Lisa in the room. She's like, what are you doing here? I don't know. Like the whole way Lisa was acting was just making me crazy anyway. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I just loved your decorating style. I wanted to see what the rest of the house looks like. I know. I'm a snoop. You could have just asked for a tour. And I'm like, oh, okay. Kate's going to figure something out right no she's no (laughs) we 
deflect again. Yes. Because Lisa's like, all right, this whole not being able to have kids thing. It's just rough. And I just kind of wanted to see your son's room and like be around kids. And then Kate's like, oh, don't give up. A lot of women are having children at older ages. Blah, 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 blah. And then I love how Lisa's like, oh, it's not me. It's really dick and low sperm count. (laughs) But he gets embarrassed. It's like, really? (laughs) Just back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) And then again, Kate, you know nothing about this woman. Right. Nothing. You don't know where she lives. And you're just going to be like, oh, anytime you want, you can babysit Max and they hug. It's like, no, because then I'm so glad that Kate couldn't see the smile, but I kind of wish she did. Right. Because that was like a serial killer smile oh, that Lisa had all of a sudden. believe it. <laughs> oh my God, I was freaked out. I'm like, what is happening? And somehow Ben and David end up in like the garage or the craft I don't know, room. utility room. <laughs> yeah, the craft room. Thank you. And Ben's like, yeah, Kate doesn't like my candles because I got wax in her hair once and she lost some hair. Okay, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't ever want wax on my head. Okay. (laughs) That's a pain in the butt. And I love it how they're like he's like flipping around the lighter. Like, hey, you wanna fire this up? Yeah. Really? And it's literally like a crock pot. He's turning it off. Right. Why do you have the lighter in there? Like, look how cool I am. Yeah. So they're standing there and Ben opens up. Now, I feel like David is not the jerk. So, like, he can understand that. Sure. You know, he's like, oh, it's stressful because I'm mayor and it's the first murder since like 1800s. And we finally made an arrest and, you know, the back and forth, back and forth. But I'm like, why are you so open about this? Right. Just like Kate. It's like, you two are idiots. <laughs> I mean, I guess small town. You're yep, just absolutely. Yep. But you had a murder. So maybe not Andy Griffiths, all this. Yes. <laughs> and next thing we know, we see Max get home. So it's obviously later. And there's a notice on his laptop that there's been, was it a breach? Security breach, I think is what it said. Right. He logs on and sees Lisa going through his stuff and getting the piece. So it means he's going to see her put that piece into her her dress or whatever. Yeah. Makes me wonder if she'll he'll see that creepy smile and show his mom. Be like, ah, I ain't going with her. Look at this. No, that creepy smile was facing away from his laptop, so. Yeah, but the camera wasn't by the laptop. It was on the opposite side of the room. True. Yeah, so maybe he will. So, yeah, you're right. I hope so, because I don't want her to babysit. No, but at least he <laughs> knows what, that if his mom tells him that somebody's babysitting him, he's got to be ready to disappear at any time it's kind of like home alone the whole thing yes <laughs> let's go back over to the 59 for some other what the hell yes <laughs> <laughs> because you have judy and darcy playing pool and darcy complaining that everyone says i'm a hero and the two people that i saved are totally ignoring me and then next thing you know judy's like yeah they could be dead they could be chopped up they could be this it's like you are not helping no. judy <laughs> Really not helping. And then we get karaoke. It's like, oh, okay, Liv's coming up to sing. And I wonder if this is really Liv singing. Right. I don't know because I didn't bother to look. Not yes. that I want to. It's like I thought about it and then it like, whirl. Yeah. But Liv's singing Wind Beneath My Wings. And next thing we know, Mike comes in and like he comes into the 59 and he starts doing that weird creepy, like creep up, creep up, creep up. Right. <laughs> like, and then he's looking at her. It's like, can, can I come up? You know, can I, can I sing with you? It's like, no. 
what he does. And she's like, fine, take the mic. But she's still singing. And then he starts singing. And I'm like, all right. And is this really him yeah, singing? Right. Yes. <laughs> His head looked so weird to me. And I think it's because I'm so used to seeing him now with the hat. Right. Like He looks so weird without a hat. <laughs> It's like, this doesn't look right. Like, you just need to put the hat back on. I don't know. But it was like Mike's way of apologizing. Right. I guess. Like, I was digging it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of sweet. And then he gets down on a knee and he brings up her badge. And everyone in the bar, I thought was so funny when they're like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) And they finished the song, which was not even the whole song. No. And she's like, I guess I'm you know, the deputy again. And everyone's like, yay! Because everyone knows Mike's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And dumb. And I mean, let's be honest. Judy just wiping the tears away. And you go, oh, really? oh my God. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like I said, it's like, all right, that's sweet and funny and stupid. And I guess that's probably the best that we're going to get from Mike in regards to a apology. Right. But it was at least sweet. So it's like, he knows, okay, I messed up. Now, shall we wrap everything up? Kind of, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> At Cabin, before we take a road trip. So we talked a little bit earlier about Harry thinking he was dead. And Asta laughing that, you know, she knows why he has 17 gallons of milk now in his fridge. Right. Because <laughs> he chug, 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 chug. But very interesting, because when Asta had left, Mac happens to come over. It's like, you are not close to him. No. Why is nobody in school? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? But not only Mac. No. Because apparently Sahar is there and... She came separate because I love it. She's like, oh, I see. You're trying to cut me out. Yeah. I help with this truce. And what the heck? But right before she came in, Max tells Harry, and I love this. He's like, no, she said she she would never tell anybody because she swore to Allah. And he's like, Allah, how many other people know about me? Yeah. <laughs> but I still think it's funny because every time we see Sahar and like her point of view, she doesn't see Harry as an alien. No, she doesn't. So she doesn't have the, the alien gene. Right. gene. Thank you. But she's pretty smart because when she's like, all right, well, why don't you just fly back and fix your radio later? And that's when she figures out, oh, somebody took your ship. Yeah. Must be the government. Oh, my God. And these two. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm going to say this because so many times in in shows, it's like they've never seen a movie. Right. So I I like that they at least have it here. Yes. (laughs) So Max mentions, oh, it must be the men in black. I was like, yeah. If they have your ship, because even though Sahar is like, why don't you go to the hardware store? They have like everything. No, because I don't have my ship and they don't have this part. Come on. But then they have to explain men in black don't always wear black and they're not always men. (laughs) But the reason that they're called men in black, because it's better than people in clothes. Yeah. (laughs) I had to stop because I'm like, okay, that is definitely kid logic. Yes. So I loved it. (laughs) But Max is like, well, you need people who... Who know about aliens, right? So I know where you can go. And then we don't hear anything. And I'm like, right. what is happening? Yeah. Somebody tell me. And next thing we know, we see Asta pull up and Harry trying to get to his truck because apparently his legs grown back. But I don't know because he seemed to be walking a little funny still. Yeah. He was a wobbling. And 
it's because of the medication more. He's like, more than anything. He's like, oh, don't worry. I've taken more. I'll be fine. And I was like, all right, what is going on? Harry's like, which truck is mine? All right, you're seeing multiples. Get in the passenger side. Although at that point, I'd be like, give me your keys and go back inside. Right. You won't even know what's happening for a little while. Yeah. And that's when they end up rolling up on UFO Con. <laughs> Which, for those of us who have not been able to attend a convention for over a year, yes, I like the fact that we got a little feel of a convention. Yes. Very small convention. Yes. But a convention nonetheless. But Harry's making comments about all the people wearing the costumes as they go inside. And they're just trying to figure everything out. And I love this because it's like, we got our two guest stars this week. Yes. We get, oh, and I can't ever say his name. <laughs> Guy from Ancient Aliens. Yes. Giorgio Tsukalos. Yeah. Am I close? I think you're close. And Harry says he feels respected because the guy is talking about architecture and, and ships and how the only way some of this stuff could have happened is if there was aliens, because how could it be the same thing on both sides of the continent when they didn't have a way to contact each other? And I'm like, okay, why is he making this make sense? <laughs> like, stop. We're supposed to think it's funny. Now I'm like, hmm. But they end up hitting out the convention floor and checking out the vendors. And I love it because they're walking around and you have have people at like little kind of shoot off panels and they're like, the moon landing was fake and Harry's like no they did land on the moon and then their bodies were taken over before they returned it's like what yeah. <laughs> and the best one is when they're at a booth and a guy is explaining the difference between the different type of aliens right and Harry commenting about everyone yes <laughs> like grays other oh, jerks and this type uh, one of them owe me money yeah and then and then they're like and finally the aviators or aviation i can't remember they're bird-like yeah and harry's just kind of smiling and also looks at him he's like oh no they're they're nice they're really nice and i'm cracking up because i'm like all right you have all these types and harry's just like yeah yeah they suck they suck yeah that one's snotty no hate them yeah <laughs> it's like Oh, they're good. I think that's where I was cracking up because I'm like, how do they have these detailed pictures? And I, I would have wanted Harry to go, that's how they look like. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I don't know. But Asta asked Harry, what exactly are you looking for? And I love it. I know it when I'll, when I see it. Like, okay. Yeah. Great vague description. But they go to an alien experiencer panel. And this is when we get our second guest. Yes. Of the episode, Peter Brock, who is... A podcaster. Yay! Played by none other than Terry Quinn. I love, I'm sorry, I have to love the fact that they threw in, yeah, I'm a podcaster. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. So many of us are. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I just, I thought that was funny. But he's like, I track aliens and I've worked for the government and, and I use this. And he just pulls out this like giant taser. Yeah. <laughs> like, this will take down an elephant. And Harry's like, I'm not an elephant. <laughs> Okay, dude, you're smaller than one. Just saying. Yeah. But then we get audience stories and they're sharing and Harry's like, nope, that didn't happen. No way. They're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Because he keeps like saying it to Asa and then he goes to say something again and Asa's not there. Right. <laughs> because Asa is on stage and I was like, oh my God, what is she going to say? Yes. <laughs> I think Harry thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Because when she gets up there, she's talking about the story about fighting with her ex-husband and leaving him. And I thought it was going to be 
where Harry pulls him through the wall. Right. No, this but was before. <laughs> yeah, it turns out the experience where we do end up seeing, like, she sees the fireball in the sky and it gave her strength. And months later, she came into contact with the occupant and something about him made her feel safe. And she's like, I know that's not what everybody felt. That's what I felt. Right. And I thought that was really interesting because of what comes later. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. But then we hear another story about an alien putting something inside a woman. Look, it's here. It's on this x-ray. And Harry's like, oh, I found what I needed. Yep. <laughs> so the panel ends and Harry's following the woman and notices that Peter can see Harry and not just see him. Yeah. See him. So as the woman goes to a photo booth, which I will tell you, any kind of photo booth at a con never has no line. No. I don't care what time of day it is. There is always a line. Yep. But anyway. <laughs> I miss being in those lines. Um, yeah. Harry goes in with a scalpel and he's like, I'm going to take that alien tech out of you. And she's like, oh, you're crazy. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, OK, OK, it's a lie. It was a baby I got shot with as a child. <laughs> and when Harry just looks at her and like there's pictures being taken. Yes. <laughs> like what? Like because later we see her telling security. It's like, why don't you go back and get the picture? Yeah. You're like, see, look it. Although he could have, if he was smart, he played it off. It's like, I was trying to make it look real. Like she was being attacked by another alien or something. Like, I don't know. Making stuff up. He's not good, though. He's not good with this. But Asta comes for Harry, and Harry's like, listen, the Grey's Implant people, and I need that part for my radio, and I think he can see me. It's like, wait, what? Like, she can't follow all of this? Right. (laughs) But then realizes when the I think he can see me part comes back around, they turn and see Peter trying to make his way over. It's like, oh, oh, maybe we should go. Yeah. (laughs) So off they run, and Asta's like, I will distract him, which... She does like, oh, my God, can I get a picture? Yeah. Selfie time. I've listened to every one of your podcasts. (laughs) Yes. Way, way to stroke that ego. Yes. (laughs) But Harry ends up sneaking into a room, which is behind the black curtain. Right. Which, again, you've been at a con. You probably know what those black curtains are. Yep. I've had some interviews behind them. But anyway. And it ends up, he's in like a, I don't know, I, I don't want to say a suite, because it wasn't exactly. like Well, for, for that con, yeah, it probably was a yeah, suite. <laughs> the con suite for Giorgio. And I love it when he, he tells him, what are you doing in here? And Harry's like, that alien tracker guy thinks I'm an alien. And he's like, oh, I totally hide aliens. Come on, have a seat. <laughs> here, you want an autographed copy of my book? He's like, I'd rather have your fruit shaped, or your flower shaped fruit. Yeah. Eating the edible arrangement. <laughs> and yeah, Giorgio has no problem just explaining everything. And I thought it was inter- interesting, actually, because Harry's just eating away, like looking really involved, like listening to this, like, oh, okay, right. all right. And after he finishes everything, he's like, okay, I gotta go now. <laughs> but he leaves, what was it, the musk melon? He's like, because it smells like or tastes like old lady perfume or yeah. something. <laughs> I can't eat the melon myself because I I kind of feel the same way. Yes. (laughs) It's like, okay, bye. And he just walks out and Giorgio's like, all right, that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) What is happening? Seriously. Like, this is so weird. But 
the alien tracker has not given up because he sees Harry and he follows him again. And Harry ducks into a room, which might be a bad idea because it looks like a very small room. Yes. <laughs> but yes, Harry ends up getting the jump on him quite literally because he was like on the ceiling somehow. Yes. But what he does find is the tracker has a tracker. And we find out who this guy actually is. Right. Because he's like, just give him back to me. And I love it because Harry's like, what are you talking about? It's like, my son, you you took my child 30 years ago. So we at least know who this guy is. Right. It's like, we didn't take anything from you. But it was interesting because Harry says, we don't do that. Right. Not like that any of them don't do that. It's like we, I'm assuming as aliens, don't do that. So I feel like that made him kind of stop and scratch his head a little. Like, who the heck is taking a kid? Right. Well, Harry tells him it was the Greys. That's what the Greys do. Oh, I thought he was saying, like, none of them take kids. No, huh? The he was just are saying take- oh. their, his species of aliens don't take kids. Oh, oh. But I Greys gotcha. do. Yeah, and then the alien tracker is like, no, 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 don't take it. Don't take this out of me because they'll never be able to find me. What if they're going to bring him back? And this was kind of sad because Harry's like, they got what they wanted. They're never coming back. Right. I was like, that is horrible. You've totally crushed this man. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only thing he had that he was holding on to for like 30 years. Yeah. Makes me wonder what happened to his wife. I don't know. She may have completely like lost her mind because of it. Horrible. But what I was mentioning earlier, Asta gets recognized for a story by another Native American who says you should be careful as your alien could have been the Christopher Columbus of his race. And the way she stops and looks at him and the fact that he said that, even though we know what Harry's been here to do. Right. Like he was never trying to gain their trust and do stuff. He was trying to stay like a far as far away as possible. But now that this was said kind of out loud, it starts making you think. It's like, wait, what if this is happening? Well, we know that the general saw the same type of ship. So Harry's not the first of his kind to be here. And we saw that David had the book that showed the ship on it, too. So kind of hard to say that. Harry's the Christopher Columbus of his species when they've already been here. <laughs> Just kind of weird. Yeah, it like, was. I understood his like, point uh, that, yeah, it, yeah. It, it could be. But we know better. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, oh, wait, I didn't think about it that way. So, yeah. yeah and Asta thinks that, too. Mm-hmm. And when they meet up again, Harry's like, okay, let's go. I got what I needed. And she's like trying to make him explain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he thanked me for it. Don't worry. It's like then when we see like the alien tracker not thanking him, but calling him some choice words. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And finally, and this is what freaked me out. We go back to the cabin. And Darcy pulls up and sees Asta's car there. And she's knocking and she's yelling and she's trying to figure out a way in. And she manages to get into the basement window, which is unlocked. Why? And sees... (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, why are you leaving anything unlocked? Sees the freezer is locked. I feel like everybody notices that lock on the freezer. Yes. (laughs) So... Maybe that wasn't the best of ideas, but and having tools down there to re- easily get that off. Right. Because, yeah, she takes an axe and knocks it right off. And she looks in the freezer and doesn't see anything. It's like, okay, good. Maybe he finally got rid of the body. Except she goes back because she had started to walk upstairs and then goes back and looks again, moves more stuff, and then sees Harry's dead body and screams. Yeah. So thanks. now <laughs> I'm like, is she thinking Asta killed him? Yeah. <laughs> or that he died and Asta didn't want Darcy to know, thinking Darcy would feel guilty, like thinking it happened right because it took too long. 
And so I'm afraid of what Darcy's going to do right now. Right. So I'm like, oh, my God. I have a feeling Darcy's going to freak out thinking that it's because of her. Right. Yeah. I and hadn't then thought they're of that. But back. yeah, that, that's a possibility. And then they're going to end up coming back. And then she's going to really freak out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to depend on who's with Asta when Darcy finds her. Yeah. Is it Harry? Because then it gets really weird. Now, if it's just Asta by herself, I can see Darcy tiptoeing around it, but finally saying what she found to Asta. Oh, that'll be really weird then. Yes. Be like, how much I did you have to drink? I see that see Asta being able to kill Harry. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Uh, they're, I, they're too close. I mean. Yeah. But we got to wait and see. Yeah. We don't know. And <laughs> we only got oh one episode gosh. left. Uh, Is this going to be a two hour me. one? To, <laughs> or, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. But or we have we a whole other season. Yeah, so. Hell of a cliffhanger. Oh, my God. What if Darcy shows us the body? Yes. Okay. Okay. Quit. Can, quit like what ifing this because I can <laughs> what if this so forever. But anyway, oh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast and the show because we totally did. Oh yeah. It was so much, and I know this went longer than most of ours because I was like crazy excited and wanted to tell you everything and everything I thought. But if you would like to tell us everything you thought about the show and the podcast, please do so. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com because we will share your ideas and thoughts and questions with everybody else. And while you're at it, if you can rate us because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. We are on so many different platforms right now. Rate us on anything you listen to because that will help. Plus, that'll help me figure out which platforms we're on because I don't know. There are so many. (laughs) And don't forget to tell your friends about this show. They can totally binge watch this now. They can watch all of it, watch the finale with you, and discuss all of your theories as well. We, of course, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to check out our website at www.fangirlzone.com. Things are being moved around on it right now because I finally got somebody working on it. We have a professional helping us. (laughs) Yay! Yay! But at least our contact page still works. So you can check that out for sure if you need to know how to get a hold of us because we have email, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, YouTube. We are all over. Just look up Fangirl Zone and you'll find us. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. You're so pushy. Oh, looks like aliens are also put off by strong women. Get used to it. We're not going anywhere. <laughs>